0: Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright.
1: hey everybody welcome to another episode of the uncommon real estate podcast our goal is to move beyond the next transaction and learn to build wealth and wealth is defined as your money working harder than you work so with that said we've got to be better at all aspects of what we do because what's better than getting a better result with less work i don't know what so with that said, um, we have Mark Strucheski here with us today talking about productivity. And I'll tell you what, the whole goal is how, I mean, we've just been talking about it, doing more with less. And especially now with the economy doing what the economy is doing, we have moved from peacetime to wartime. And when you are in wartime, you have to. It is a non-negotiable. It is There are no other options than to do more with less. So with that said, Mark, please tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Well, I have been around as a productivity guy since about 2011, but I was raised by very structured parents. I'm 57 years young. And so when people ask me, how did you get into productivity? I'm like, well, I was raised in a productive home. So it comes very natural to me, but I wasn't in the world of productivity until I got fired from my corporate job back in July of two thousand and five, and then I was you know wandering around the world trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, and then finally, uh, I had a coach that saw the productivity angle in me and says, "Hey, you should take your gift to the world and and show people how to be more productive and the rest, as they say, is history
1: one of the arguments I make to myself when I'm not following some of the path to great structure is uh, I'll just say, oh, well, I'm not the type that just is naturally organized. You know, I don't I don't color code my underwear drawer like my assistant does or some of my other people do. Can you can you speak to those that are like me? Because I do know I've, I've spoken to a lot of our listeners and I know that uh, a lot of people are like me where we're not naturally structured, not naturally organized. And it is a fight and a battle so, so do you mind just speaking to those of us like that, just as we get into it, so that people like me don't check out and say, oh, I'm not like him.
0: Well, I think you just have created the top the title for this episode, Color Coded Underwear. I think if you put that as the title of the episode, who is not going to click on that link? I mean, I certainly would mean, <laughs> Come on. Uh, here, here's the deal we've all heard about being busy and being productive. And I want people to hear what I'm going to say really carefully. So if you're multitasking, come back to us for a moment. Okay. You can be productive and be busy, but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're being productive. Now it's a mouthful. Let me say it again. You can be busy being productive, but just because you're busy doesn't mean you're productive. A lot of people say, well, I, I, I worked all day long. And if I ask them, well, what did you do? And they're like, um, uh, they can't tell me because they they didn't start the day with intention. And I believe a productive day all starts at the beginning. You need to sit down and go, what do I want to accomplish today? And everyone's heard about it should be three priorities. Okay. Yours can be three. It can be two. It can be five. But you need to intentionally sit down and say, what do I need to do today? What is going to move the needle forward toward my goals? Now, do you go, I don't have any goals. Okay. Well, now we have another problem. <clears throat> so I believe when it comes to planning, everybody comes to me and says, oh, teach me how to plan. And I said, well, first of all, before you can plan, you got to have goals. If you don't have goals, you have to go to your why. Because your why feeds your goals, which feeds what goes on your calendar. So a lot of people like to start at the end. And I'm like, this backwards. Because if you don't know why you're here, if you don't know, how, know what the purposes you're supposed to do today, then what do you put on your calendar? So I always encourage people to camp out on their why. Why are you here? And when you figure that out, and it... Like I just shared with you, it took me a while to figure that out. I think I was 52 when I figured it out or or 45. I forget how old I was. when I figured it out. And now I have goals. Now, once you have those two things in place, then it's really easy to play your time, uh, plan your time. But if you're not being intentional with your time, I always say, if you're not telling your time where to go, you're going to wonder where it went. And that's why I see a lot of people do. They're doing busy work, but they're not doing work that really matters.
1: Right. Right. So how do you decide you know, in, as a business leader, you know, we're always talking about KPIs, key performance indicators that we can see, like do this and it's going to move the needle. It's going to move the chains. Um, so for productivity, right. Like, especially in the world that we live in, in real estate, uh, there's not one person that I know of that can go to sleep and say, they've done everything they could have done for that day. So how do you, look at things and say, this is what's most important. And and these are my KPIs for every day. Well, I think
0: what you need to do is you need to figure out what do you want to do? Like we're going into 2023 now. Okay. So what are your big goals in 2023? And if you don't have, I'm not talking New Year's resolutions. Okay. I'm talking about very specific goals. You mentioned KPIs. That's really important because if you don't know what you want to accomplish in the new year, what I, I don't understand where you start from. I, I don't understand how you can have a great year. And so let's say you made $100,000 a year. Because I like simple math. We'll just keep it really simple. And you say, okay, I want to three times my income. I want to make $300,000. Okay, great. So now your goal is by the end of the year, you'll earn $300,000. Okay, so what do you have to do to make $300,000 legally? Sell more houses, get more investments, create a course. What do you have to do? Maybe you have to invest in a coach. Maybe you have to go to a conference. So once you have the goal, then you reverse engineer it and you work backwards. Now, I hate to burst anyone's bubble, but... Changing the font in your website is probably not going to get you to your goal. So you need to figure out, and everyone's different. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate or if you're a cook at a local, you know, restaurant. You have to figure out number one, what is the goal or goals you want to achieve in the new year, and then work backwards. Because you know, once you get the goal, Chris, you know what you need to do. If you want to make three hundred thousand dollars. Well, binge watching Netflix probably is not going to make your list unless someone's willing to pay you $300,000 for watching Netflix. And that job is out there. Please let me know. I would love to apply for it. But I think once you know your goals, I got a feeling you probably have very intelligent people listening to your show. They know what they need to do. What they need is someone to come around and kick them in the behind and, and say, hey, okay, uh, here we are in March of 23. Your goal is 300K
1: and you've done nothing, what are you doing? Does that make sense? Right. So having the goals, knowing what they are, and then having somebody hold you accountable, you would say, like, if you were to boil it down would those, what am I missing here? Are those, are those the main things or, you know, in the system structure that you coach and teach on, what would be, is that correct? Or am I missing something?
0: No, that's that's the big picture. Matter of fact, when I have coaching clients sign on, the first thing we do is we talk about clarity, and everyone thinks they're clear. I have not had a single client that says, Oh, I, you know, I got it all figured out. I mean, I I don't know what I'm doing. They they always come, oh, I got to figure it out. And I start asking questions. I'm like, okay, well, what do you really want? And I they get this look on their face, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, Well, you gave me a big picture goal. You want to retire a millionaire. Okay, well, you know. Let's talk about what we're (gasps) going to do in 23 and in January in Q1. And so what I gave you was the big picture, but we get really into the weeds because everyone is unique as unique as their fingerprint. Everyone, I've never had two clients identical, so everyone's got their own issues. And so when I get into coaching calls with them, I get really deep with them and help them to figure out what they really need to
1: do. So do you mind role playing like a an abbreviated coaching session? I just had a uh an agent on my team uh who made made will make $75,000 this year. Um, you know, first year and their their goal is next year to make 250,000. So just told me what the goal is. And we're uh we're going to get together to talk about it. I'd be curious uh what approach you would take to coach somebody like that. And my guess is there's probably somebody on here that has a goal like that. And maybe, maybe they made less and want to make a little bit less. Maybe they made less, and maybe want to make more, or maybe they made more and want to make like four times that. And their goal is, which I keep saying to everybody, you know, get to that goal that you net a million dollars a year, but let's just take that because, you know, I just had that person ask me yesterday, if I get together and talk with them about it. So um, is that good? Yeah. Well, the
0: first thing I would ask him if they're want to go from 75 to 250, I'm like, okay, is that a realistic goal? Because let's say realistic, you can go from 75 to 150 while stretching would be 200. So I'd ask him, I had to to say, think about it. Is it realistic? And they go, oh yeah, that's realistic. I can do it. I've got colleagues doing, okay, great. It's realistic. Someone else has done it. You can do it. Great. The second thing is, obviously it's going to involve more work. Are you willing to put in the work? You may have to work, I don't know, six days a week. You may have to work nine or 10 hours a day, whatever the case may be. And a lot of people, when they start thinking about, wow, that's, yeah, I'm not going to go from 75 to 250 doing the same exact thing. Uh, Something's got to change. And believe it or not, Chris, what's got to change more than anything else is what's between their ears. Because anybody, there's a lot of people who have made a million dollars a year a month, a week, a day, an hour, a minute. That, that's all been done. The question is, how do you do it? And so I would tell, the, i would on the call, I would tell the person, okay, tell me, what are you doing right now to get you to 75K? And they would tell me, oh, I do X, Y, and Z. You know, Okay, great. So you told me that one of the things you're going to do is you're going to make 10 calls a day to prospects, for example. I'm like, okay, how many calls do you think you need to make to make 250? and then I can see the numbers, you know, they start, the wheels start spinning. I'm like, wow, okay, well, maybe 35, 40. Okay. 35, 40. That's doable. I mean, you got eight hours a day. I mean, I guess you could do 35 or 40 and I'm like, okay, how many times, how many calls do you think you'll actually talk to people? Oh, wow. Um, maybe 20%. Okay. So of the 20%, how many more calls do you need to make in order to have your quota? See, Every answer they give me, I can, I can zig and zag to find out because a lot of people, I used to have this crazy idea. I want to make a, have a net worth a hundred million dollars. It sounded good when I wrote it on a piece of paper, when I went to a seminar a long time ago, I'm like, that's a lot of work to make a hundred million dollars. I mean, you just don't like do what you're doing now to make a hundred million dollars. And so what I, I would tell this person. Are you willing to put in the work? Because everyone in the beginning, whenever the first call, they're like, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like, okay, let's get down the brass tacks. Let's talk about what you really need to do. And they're like, oh, I have to make that many calls or I have to you know, create that much content or I have to go to that many networking events. And now it's like, mm, maybe I'll go for 150. I'll just double my income. And I just, I think if people are setting realistic goals and then stretching a little bit, you're more likely to succeed than if you go 75 to 250 is a large it's it's I I can't do the math I know double 75 is 150 so I don't know what that is that triple or I don't know what the number is that's a big jump now if you were making 250 225 220 and then 75 then you can say okay I know what I did to make the 220 to 250 to 200 but if you've never made more than 75 or 80 thousand dollars a year do you have any clue on how to make the 250 and that's what i would hone on, on with that with that person and when you talk to this person says have you what's the most money you've ever made in a year in your entire life and if they say oh $65,000 then you got to say okay well you know um do you know what it's what you have to do to get 250 and i think if you have that conversation you're going to get them to go oh then maybe they Maybe they went to a webinar or a workshop or listened to a podcast and they got really pumped up because someone said three extra, four extra goal, but they didn't really stop and think what the work I mean. I hope they do it. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying realistically, going from 75 to 250, that's a big jump.
1: So step one is a an attainable goal. And then now let's let's say uh he says, okay, I'm good. Let's let's do 150, let's double. Um, then then what's the next step?
0: Well, I would ask them to tell me what what did they do to make the seventy five, and I would write all those down. And let's say they make five phone calls. Okay, are you willing to make fifteen phone calls a day, or twenty phone calls a day? See, what happens is you have to give people practical steps. You have to tell them. So, what I want
1: so, first, so I hold, gotta, on, hold on, real quick. Let's let's step back there. So, um, so we're talking about doubling, and he made five phone calls to get seventy five. Why did you go to 15 or 20 instead of just say, are you willing to make 10? I'm just kind of curious where your head's at so that I understand your thinking. Well, right. I, I like, I like
0: stretching people. Number one, number two, you're not going to connect with all those people. So if they tell me to make five calls a day, I'd have to ask them. It's a good question. We asked, I had to clarify them. Did you talk to five people or did you just make five phone calls and only connect to one? there's a big difference just because you call someone doesn't mean you got them on the phone doesn't mean you talk to them for more than 10 seconds maybe you left a voice message so i would say you have to do more obviously if you're going to go from 75 to 150 you're going to do at least double the work minimum to do double the work and and i would go a little bit more than that so if you were making five make 15 maybe you'll get a hold of four people because as you know chris you're not going to get a hold of anyone everyone you call and even if you do they might not give you more than a minute of their time, or they may say, well, now's not a good time. So that doesn't count. I mean, it counts. You call them, but you want to get people to get to a point where they're giving you money. And I don't know about you, but I've never called someone to say, give me money to give you money. It doesn't work. So there's a lot of legwork in that.
1: Okay. All right. So So first you got to get clarity on the goal and attainable goal. Then you, you got to talk about what the numbers are, like your daily, daily numbers. And then what's, what's the next step that you would go through in a coaching session with somebody?
0: Well, then, because we normally coach like every other week, I would then tell them, okay, so what are you going to do between now and the next call? I want specific things, actions you're going to take. And I don't want you to wait until that next call you have my cell phone number. I want you to text me. I'm not going to text you and ask you how your day was. See, a lot lot of people want me to do that. No, no, you are the client. You need to reach out to me because it's more power to you. Say, hey, I made six phone calls today. Just you reaching out to your coach, your accountability partner. I, I encourage everyone to have an accountability partner. I don't care how successful or unsuccessful you are. You need to get at least one person that you guys communicate every day with and said, hey, and use the old high, sc- the old school grade system. Hey, I had a D day today, or I had a B day today. And that, well, what, what happened? Well, you know, I got caught up going down this rabbit trail on Twitter. I, I the power of accountability. When you tell someone you're going to do something, and then you check in with them every day, you're not going to want to go too many days and say, "Yeah, I didn't do anything today," unless you're the the minority. Most people, it it inspires people. So I've got a couple accountability partners myself. And they hold my feet to the fire and I've learned not to set giant goals because I know these people are going to call me account. So the third step is get accountability.
1: Right. Right. That's, <clears throat> that's powerful. So, so accountability obviously to your coach and then to your peers. Um, and then you said, make sure that they're reaching out. Now, what happens if you've got somebody who has goals now, some people are more, have a bigger internal motor and some people, you know, have more of an extra, you know, need that, you know, that push, that peer pressure. What happens if you see somebody that is all pumped up, you know, think the person, you know, we're talking New Year's resolutions right now. The person that says, hey, I'm going to go to the gym and then they don't go to the gym. What a uh, you know, January, you know, third week in January happens, they stop going to the gym. What, what is your take for getting them back into a, a productive habit on that?
0: I've actually changed the way I handle those kind of clients. I, I used to be really gentle with them and kind of like coddle them and, you know, Hey, you can do it. Now I just say, Hey, um, Chris, are you really serious about this? I mean, let's, have, let's get us a Zoom call. Let's have a heart-to-heart, eyeball-to-eyeball conversation. How serious are you? And maybe they're going through something. Maybe they're not feeling well. Maybe they have problems at home, whatever the case may be. But I will have those heart-to-heart conversations with them because I can tell you it works. When I go off the trail, when I go off the reservation, so to speak, and my coach says, what the blank are you doing right now? And I'm like, because uh, I just got called out because they know what I'm not, what I'm supposed to be doing, what I committed to doing, I'm not doing it. And they call me out and I I can either get defensive. I just want to watch Netflix all day, you know, or I can go, um, I screwed up. And I think that there comes a time in everyone's life where you need someone to pull you off by your, your, either by your ear, like my parents did back in the day, or by your shirt collar and say, hey, you hired me to get you to the next level you're not doing the work whether that's working out whether it's making sales calls whatever it is you, that's why you don't need a soft and gentle accountability coach you need a butt kicker you need someone who's going to say to you hey hey you said you're going to do this you said you're going to make 5 phone calls a day for a week that's 25 phone calls here it is thursday or wednesday and you've made one and i and it hurts I mean, my coach recently did this to me. It hurts, it sucks, but they were right. I was not doing what I should be doing and they got me back on the right path.
1: Okay, so so with that said, now, would you mind giving us, um, you know, we're kind of coming to the top of the hour. So we've got six minutes left here. Would you mind giving us a few just, I'd say hacks, but instead of hacks, call them like habits that we could put into place because I think habits are, a lot more powerful than hacks, Um, but (laughs) habits that we could put into place where we're always looking for those things where you, you get a disproportionate return on what we do. What are some productivity habits that will give us a disproportionate return?
0: Number one, take micro breaks. We are spending way too much time behind screens or on the phone or on social media or email. And I encourage people at least once an hour, Every hour you're awake, you need to get up from wherever you are and go take a micro break, walk outside. If it's cold, grab a jacket. If it's raining, stand in the shelter. Don't be on your phone. Don't think about anything. Just be quiet for two, three, four minutes. That'll, that is my number one productivity tip right now. It's a habit. I think people do. And it's one I I sometimes forget to do if I get really busy a day. Because what happens is our brains are processing all this information, everything we're looking at and hearing, and we just need to give it a break. And I, I had one client not too long ago, and they said they were coming up on a deadline, and and they were really frustrated. They were very overwhelmed. And I said to him, I said, well, you need to go take a break. And they go, why? I said, I can see the finish line. And I said to him, you want to go across the finish line crawling, battered, and bruised, or you want to sail across the finish line they didn't want to do it, but they took a break. They came back and they soared across the finish line. They said, I can't believe what that the three, four minute break did because you, they, they just took a break. So that's the number one thing is get the habit of taking a break. Number two, at the end of every day, always gift yourself telling your time where to go. Figure out what you want to do tomorrow. Simple formula. How many hours are going to work tomorrow? Eight? Okay, great. How many hours are already on your calendar? Four. Great. Eight minus four, four. Four hours. You got to fill four hours with something. But don't forget breaks. Don't forget exercise time. Don't forget lunch. Lunches are good. You need to feed your body. So, and then just give yourself the gift to plan your tomorrow. And number three, always have an open mind. Never think that you have it all figured out. Always, I'm always, it doesn't matter. I don't have to learn from a productivity expert or a Tony Robbins. I'm always Oh, I could that's a lesson I can learn. I may read something on LinkedIn or hear something on the podcast. And so have an open mind because I, as Mr. Productivity, I don't have all the answers. And I'm constantly in a state of learning. So those are three tips that are not really tips, but habits I think people should implement in their lives.
1: Love it. Love it. All right. So we're we're at the top of our, how can people contact you if they want to uh, get into any uh, coaching with you or learn more or any of the free stuff that you put out, like, you know, whatever people want to do to kind of get into your world. How do, uh, how do people do that?
0: Best way is to go grab my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. It's at overwhelmsucks.com, overwhelmsucks.com. that will take you to a page of my website. The guide is free, but there's no magic in signing up for the guide or downloading the guide. You have to read it and implement it. That's that's where the goal is. And so just go to overwhelmsucks.com, and then you'll be on my email list. You'll find out about my podcast. You'll find out about my coaching But that's the key is to get on my email list by going to overwhelmsucks.com.
1: So you're saying signing up for the list and not doing anything about it won't won't make you more productive? Believe it
0: or not, just signing up for an email list or just buying a book or if you just
1: download the membership that I don't go to the gym, does that (laughs) make you get big and ripped?
0: (laughs) Uh, No, it does not. You have to put in the work, everything in life. You have to do the work. I'm sorry.
1: Fair enough. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mark. This has been excellent. This is fabulous. Thank you for uh, joining us today. Please go check out Mark. And if this has been helpful to you, please give us an honest review. And if there's anything that I can do to serve or help you, uh, Instagram at Cradrock, not my last name, cheesy nickname, C-R-A-D-D-R-O-C-K, just DM me and I will return any message that anybody sends to me uh, personally, not my assistant, but me. And uh, that is it. So Mark, thank you so much guys. Reach out to Mark, get productive, go do more with less, kick butt. See ya. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddick.com.